This show is full of ACC basketball fans, so we decided to seek out a guy who played in the ACC. Let's welcome former Tar Heel Marvin Williams via the Body Works Plus guest hotline, also current Hornet staff member in the Player Development Department. Marvin, what's this le- uh, week like for you? When it's the week of the first Carolina Duke game, are you figuring out plans where to watch it, texting or hearing from former Duke teammates or friends the whole week before? What's it like for you? Uh, it, it's always a fun week, I think, uh, leading up to this game. You know, obviously you want to try to watch it. Many times you've missed them because you're either playing that same night or you're flying to another city during the game or whatever the case may be. But obviously if there's an opportunity to sit down and watch it, which I think there will be, um, I'll definitely be in front of a TV, and then, uh, mm-hmm. after we win, I'll definitely give Mark Williams a hard time the next day. I was about to say, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I figured that was going to happen. And, and Marvin, just going back to your time there, please correct me if I'm wrong. I would imagine winning the 05 championship is possibly a top moment for you among them, of course. But with it being North Carolina Duke week, I got to ask you about the game-winning shot you hit against the Blue Devils that same year, 2005. Where does that one rank for you? And that play was crazy. What do you remember going through your mind during that happened? Um, I mean, obviously, like you said, it is, you know, one of my most memorable, you know, times playing basketball ever in my life. I think that one is up there. And then obviously the one in the national championship where I was just kind of in the right place at the right time when I was able to get the tip in late in the game. But uh, just thinking back to that play, you know, just kind of watching it. Sometimes when I see like the, the highlight of it, I still kind of get the goosebumps a little bit. You know, you're just out there trying to win a game. You know, to so think that we were down nine with a couple minutes to go and it wasn't looking the best for us, but. I think the one thing that our team was back then, we were all tough. You know, we were mentally tough, and we all believed in each other. So we hung in there, and we made play after play after play on both ends of the court, and we were able to make a big one at the free throw line uh, in, in that moment in the game. So it's certainly a memorable moment for me, and I'm really thankful I was I was, I was having an opportunity to be a part of it. Marvin, West Bryan here. Walk us through a day of Duke-North Carolina game, like from the time you wake up and all the things that you guys do, and the fans approach you constantly that day, like – What's the lead-up like to a game like that? You know what? Honestly, it's not so much the day, uh, especially if you play them on a weekend like a Saturday because you're not going to be on campus. But it's usually the week leading up to that. So after you've played that game maybe on like a Tuesday night, that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are, are, are tougher days because you kind of feel the energy on campus, no question. And when I was in school, you know, obviously we were two of the top five teams in the nation at that point, and the rivalry on top of that just kind of adds another log on the fire. So – it's certainly intense. It's certainly anxious. It is a long day. I think we had like a 9 o'clock tip when we played them. So it is a long day. You kind of just want to get out there and get started. So once you get out there and the game starts to play, it's probably the the one time of the day where you're honestly most comfortable uh, once you're out there on the court. Do you have a, a, a little known memory from one of those games where it was like, you know, you're warming up and there's somebody in the crowd messing with you or just kind of being in the belly of the stadium and hearing the crowd roaring or just any kind of obscure memories that you have from those games? You know, guys, I do. I'll be honest. Um, I remember we were at Duke and I've always heard about how loud it gets there and I've always heard about the rivalry and whatever the case may be. So I get in there and, you know, Duke is not the largest gym. So I was like, man, it gets that loud. I mean, Carolina's 22,000. So I'm like, it gets that loud in here, huh? So I'll never forget, um, Coach Williams called a timeout, and I'm looking him dead in his face, <laughs> and I could not hear a single word he was saying. It was so loud. Like, I'll never forget, you know, how loud it was when I was in there. Like, when we left that arena, like, my ears just rang for the rest of the night. I had a headache because it really, really is that loud. Uh, and I feel like it's the same thing when you go to Chapel Hill, but for us in Chapel Hill, that was normal for us. You know, for a team to come visit Chapel Hill, and you see – 22,000 in Carolina blue and they're screaming all the time. I'm sure that would make them feel a type of way too, but that was 
100% normal for us. So that's one memory I think I'll never forget. Uh, just my first time being in camera. Well, wait, wait, Marvin, did you mess up the time? Like what play was drawn up and did you completely mess it up? Cause you couldn't hear him. Like what, what happened <laughs> after that? Yeah. No, the good thing about the plays is you don't even have to hear them. You can just see where you're supposed to be. Okay. So when the coach draws something up, you really don't have to listen to anything. But I could not hear anything that coach was saying. Uh, it was it was it was pretty impressive. I will say. As long as you knew you were the X that he was drawing there, then you were going to be all right. It's Marvin <laughs> Williams. Good to go. <laughs> Marvin Williams joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Speaking of Roy Williams, I got to ask you, Marvin, what game does he get more hyper intense for, Duke? Or NC State, and we know how he feels about NC State. It's been documented quite a few times. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to say all of them, honestly. Um, I feel like Coach is the same, you know, for every game because he wants to win them all. And, I mean, he really wants to win them all. But uh, there's certainly another level of intensity, obviously, when you play Duke, when you play State, um, no question. But, you know, I, I feel like Coach is just as, as intense as it doesn't matter who's coming in. He wants to win them all. And he really wants you to play well, so. That's how we prepared in practice, and thankfully that's how we went out there and played. Well, and Marvin, it was such a successful one year of college basketball you played. You had the game-winning shot we just mentioned. Your numbers were awesome coming off of the bench, and you won a championship in 2005 with that squad. Did you or do you think you would have come back if you don't win that championship and really don't cap it off with a championship, or or were you such a highly touted prospect that you were going to go pro no matter what? Uh, that's a great question. I guess I've honestly never thought about it. Um, in all honesty, and I think people that know me know this, I did not want to leave school at all. Uh, I, just did, I did not come from the best um, financial situation growing up, and I had an opportunity to kind of take care of my families. I was able to put my stuff through college once I left, and I was able to put my younger brothers through college once I left. So I was able to do a lot of things for my family um, once I did leave school. But, I mean, everybody that knows me knows I did not actually want to leave. Mm. So uh, it was very difficult. It was really hard. Chapel Hill is a special place, man, and I think – Anybody that plays there, anybody that goes to school there would definitely say that. Marvin, I wanted to ask you, so not including yourself, but coming up watching this rivalry, were you a huge fan of it? And do you have a favorite memory from this rivalry that does not include yourself? Oh, that's a great question. Um, wow. I grew up watching Carolina hoops just because my dad is from here. So all he ever taught me was Carolina. You know, I used to watch Coach Smith's instructional videos on VHS in his living room <laughs> when I was like dribble of basketball growing up. So Carolina basketball, honestly, you guys, is all I've ever known. Um, but, yeah, watching the games, you know, I certainly remember, you know, the games when Stackhouse was playing and Antoine was playing and Shimon Williams was playing. I mean, I remember those guys. I remember when, before I got to school, when I was in high school, watching, you know, Sean May and Joel Williams, Jackie Manuel, those guys when they were playing. So, um, I certainly do remember the games. You watch them on TV, but it honestly doesn't really do you any justice until you're kind of there. And then once you're there, you really got to kind of be in it. And once you're in it, it's, it, it, it's like no other game that you'll play. That, that's for sure. So you didn't have a memory, a favorite one? Um, He's no, holding you to the fire, Marvin. Favorite one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a tell, that's a, it's, hard, it's hard to say a favorite one. There are so many great ones. But no, I, I, I couldn't say a favorite one, okay. um, honestly. All right, well, let's turn the page, talk about the Hornets. I know it may be hard to give any Duke player some credit, but Big Mark Williams has really come <laughs> on, uh, you know, as of recent, man. And just talk about his development from Duke to now, the way that he's been playing and how he's progressed throughout the season. Yeah, guy, I mean, he is a Dukey, so. But I, I, will, be, I will be honest, man. Mark is uh, he's amazing. Uh, he's an amazing person, first and foremost. He's a great, great kid, very smart. 
Um, very fun, very friendly. He works extremely hard, which is a big part of his development. Um, his IQ, his basketball IQ is very high. Uh, it's really fun to kind of watch him, you know, progress each and every week, each and every month from game to game. You know, he, he really focuses in on his craft. He works hard every day. He's always in the weight room. He's always in the court, you know, getting extra shots up, getting extra post work, and he takes care of his body. So, um, honestly, I'm not surprised. I mean, he was a phenomenal college player, so I'm not really surprised he's doing so well in the NBA, honestly. Um, I'm just really surprised at how fast he was able to get better, how, how, how quickly he has progressed from game to game, week to week. So it really is fun to watch him do that. And take us inside the locker room. This team is just a resilient bunch. They always battle back game in and game out. It doesn't seem that their record really affects how they come out and approach games uh, for the most part. But just talk about this team locker room-wise and, and what you've seen from them. Yeah, I think, honestly, that's just a testament to, to Coach Cliff and his team. You know, I think if you follow Coach Cliff's career, you know, it doesn't matter what five guys he rolls out on the floor. They're going to compete and they're going to play to win. And they're always going to try to play the right way. So no matter what your record is, you know, 20 games above 500, 20 games under, you know, you're going to go out there and you're going to compete and play the right way. And that's something that Coach has always preached with all of his teams. Uh, the guys are getting better. You know, I think the injury bug has really hurt us this year, in my personal opinion. Not only did it hit us early, but it hit us really hard. You know, we were getting guys in, and then guys are coming out, and then they're getting coming back, and then they're out, and you don't know who's going to play, who who's not going to be able to play. So uh, just dealing with injuries sometimes throughout the course of a basketball season, it happens, you know. And I think this this year it, it's been really difficult for us having such key players miss such extended time. But they're getting better. They're playing better as of late. Uh, they got another good one tonight, so hopefully they can they can beat a good Detroit team tonight. Marvin Williams joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Just a couple more before we get you out of here, Marvin. How seriously have you considered coaching? Is that the end goal as you see it now with you, of course, helping players with programs and, and player development off of the court as well? Uh, I have not considered coaching at all, honestly. <laughs> um, coaching is a lot of stress and a lot of time. So um, I enjoyed my time as a player. I'm really, really thankful for my opportunity and my role with the Hornets staff right now as I'm able to still kind of help out with the guys that I'm not necessarily a coach. Um, so it's been good. You know, I still get on the court with the guys at times. I'll lift weights with them, play three and three, four and four with them. And uh, I think the biggest thing, though, is that they know is that if they need anything, I'm right here for them. A lot of those guys that are in the locker room, I play with them in Charlotte. I play with them in other teams, play with some of the coaches that are on staff now. So uh, the relationship is already there before I even step foot in the locker room, which is, you know, really, really key. So uh, I do not want to coach. I have not considered coaching. <laughs> I'm enjoying life. Uh, as it is right now. Well, and Marvin, I mean, I thought maybe you would be destined for coaching, but it is funny the role you describe now. It almost feels like you were destined for this, man. Like he had so many different media awards because everybody loved dealing with you after the games and you were so nice and engaging with everyone. And now here you are helping players off of the court. It's exactly what people valued from you being a part of the Hornets locker room. So do you feel like this is just going to be kind of the role that you have and, and want to be a lifer in the NBA with a role that is similar as the one you have now well first of all i appreciate that thank you very much but uh, I, I would hope so i mean obviously you never know where life is going to take you right so you just kind of live in the moment and kind of enjoy the moment and right now this is something i'm truly enjoying you know, i'm really thankful for the opportunity i'm thankful that charlie gave me the opportunity and it does it, it feels fun to me it, it, it's very fun to me i get a chance to kind of 
be a player but not a player. I'm kind of a coach but not a coach. So I'm, I just kind of get to be the best of all worlds. So I enjoy it. Yeah, me and Wes were out there for media day. We saw you walk in. You had not been announced to be a part of the coaching staff yet. You went to half court, and then you looked up at the Jumbotron and threw your hands up. It seemed like you were very happy to be back into the meeting, and I'll, I'll remember that, too. It was, it was funny once uh, you got that yeah. title. Uh, Marvin Williams joining us here on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Former Tar Heel, still current Tar Heel. Everybody's a part of the family. And then when you see Marvin Williams yes, also sir. dealing with the Charlotte Hornets, helping with player development, not only on, but off of the court as well it was great to hear from you marvin thank you so much for uh joining us thanks mom gentlemen thank you guys